And welcome to the Newland Christian Church Sunday podcast with our sermon for Sunday, the 14th of November. Quick announcement for those of you that may be listening on the podcast. We will be having our Thanksgiving uh, service, which we won't deviate from the place we are right now as I feel that God has led us through uh, Genesis through this year and we're going to stay in that. But we do welcome anyone to come and join us if you would like to do so. Uh, Come and join us on November the 28th. That will be our Thanksgiving uh, Sunday. We'll have the meal and we welcome anyone that wants to come and join us. The service will start at 11, Sunday school at 10, and we'll have um, a meal following the service. So everyone welcome to come and join us. The address is 2800 Miller's Gap Highway, Newland, North Carolina. We'd love to have you with us. Genesis chapter 40, and we've been going through, and we're going to wrap this up. I've been looking at the way we're going to go and all of this, and uh, we're going to wrap this up by the end of the year. And uh, so I want to just give you that heads up on that. But today we are talking about Genesis chapter 40, and we're going to talk about seeing the future through God's eyes. And I think this is an important uh, turn of events for us as we begin working our way toward the end of the beginning and uh, we'll be talking about a number of things uh, including returning to where we um, were promised and and a number of things so over the next few weeks I would encourage you to bear with us stay with us and and journey with us as we look at uh, the closing chapters of who we are uh, created to be and um, really through the life of Joseph and Jacob and all of those uh, that we see as characters here in Genesis. But in Genesis chapter 40, I want to start before we even get to the text. I want to say this. How should we make decisions today? How should we make decisions for tomorrow? How should we make decisions for next week, next month and next year? And some of you may be like, well, you've preached on this. You've talked about this. You've gone to James. You've talked about what James says. Yes, I have. But as we continue this walk with Joseph, today we will see that Joseph well may have an answer to the questions that I just asked you. See, Joseph was set apart or called by God, and it was evident early in his life. And it's my prayer today that that you, young or old, have embraced or will embrace and realize the call that God has placed on your life. I've spent a lot of time recently studying this uh, through a number of different ways. This actually has led me to study some other places and and really dive in. First, I want to look at the beginning of Genesis chapter 40. Genesis chapter 40 verses 1 through 4 says, And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt of Egypt. The Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers, against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in a ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison and the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them and he served them. And they continued a season in ward. Now, remember that Joseph was in jail. Joseph was placed in charge of things. So Pharaoh sends a couple of his servants to jail for problems at the castle. Now, if we look at the people and who and and what they represent here. So as we look at this, I want to remember 
what they represent. The butler, um, Mashke, the same as, um, you know, it's the same as Saki among the Arabians and Persians. It's It signifies the cupbearer. Now, the cupbearer, and we'll talk about that, but the cupbearer, we, we talk about a lot when we talk about Nehemiah because Nehemiah was the cupbearer to the king. So you've got the cupbearer, and then you've got the baker, or the ofa, uh, the cook, the confectioner, or something we might know. But what we are talking about here are two of the most um, important people in a kingdom. The baker and the cupbearer, the butler and the cook. <laughs> something is interesting here. See, they were accustomed to having their cakes and eating it too. The the Pharaoh had servants who tasted his food and drink before he did. And, and this was to ensure his health. So these were two of the most important people that would have been in a kingdom. The cupbearer tasting the drink. The 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 baker, the the one who makes making and, and all of this. See, the lucky people of the best of the world and so to go from this position to jail would have been a cruel irony so to speak but here's the thing Joseph had come to his predicament not by his actions but the actions of others yet he continued to have hope and and as we look at this and we look at this story my question is, do you have hope when all seems to be against you? Romans 8, 31 says, what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And we can claim this today. It's God's promise to those that are called of him. But it seems that these two servants had offended. See, they may have possibly been accused of attempting to take away the king's life, one by poisoning his drink or the other by poisoning his bread or his confectionaries, whatever the case might be. But do you know anyone who has offended? Do you know of anyone who hasn't offended? Remember Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So as the butler and the baker were now state criminals, they were put in the same prison with Joseph. And as we look at this, we learn from the previous chapter, Genesis 39, this was the king's prison. All the officers in the employment of the, the ancient kings of Egypt were according to Diodorus Siculus, uh, taken from the most illustrious families of the priesthood in the country. No slave or common person ever being permitted to serve in the presence of the king. So these persons were not normal people. They were of the most noble of families. And it was natural to expect that they would be put when accused into the state prison. And they continued a season. Now, literally days, um, maybe months. But we how long, we, we really can't tell. Many suppose the word signifies a complete year. And as Pharaoh called them to account on his birthday, it could be supposed that they had offended on preceding birthday. And thus had been one whole year in prison. Now, I've never been to prison, but to visit. But I've heard that time seemingly stands still. 
And I can remember times in my life that it had seemed to stand still. See, I think that it is fair to say that when I wanted time to move, it still stood. And and when I now wish that it would stand still, it often moves all too fast. We, we do not control the time. But I want to look at the confusion faced by these two servants and God's way of bringing Joseph out of his current circumstance or his current situation. Because as we continue on into this text in Genesis 40 verses 5 through 8, we see that they both had a dream. The cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt who were confined in the prison, each his own dream. And this dream with its own interpretation. So Joseph came to them in the morning and he saw that they were troubled. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in custody in his master's house, why are your faces downcast today? And they said to him, we have had dreams and there is no one to interpret them. And Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God? Please tell them to me. So these men were confused. They were confounded by their dream each according to the interpretation, not like dreams in general, but the, the disordered workings of the mind, the consequences of disease or, or repletion. These were dreams that had an interpretation. That is, they were prophetic. And because of this, they were sad. See, they concluded their dreams had something greater in them. They, they, they concluded that their dreams um, portended something of importance that they they couldn't tell what it was, but there was no interpreter. They either had access to none, or those to whom they applied could give them no consistent, satisfactory meaning. Now we know Joseph has a history with this, but I don't want to get into that just yet. My question for you right now is this: Have you been there? Have you ever been there? Have you ever struggled to figure out if, if the answer to this is no, then God bless you. Because over the last two years, this is where we've been. Over the last two years, this is exactly where we've been. We've been in the place of these two men. What does it mean? Jobs being lost, people being asked to quarantine, people being asked to do these things. Over the last two years, we've dealt with this pandemic that no one seems to know the answers or the conclusion to. You can't find someone that can give you a straight answer about anything or everything. We wonder where it might leave our job. We wonder wonder where it might leave us you know i mean i've wondered many times who will you marry what will you do how how will your health be maybe you're young and you're wondering how you will do in college the reality simply is this there there neither you nor i give a satisfactory answer to this honestly we can't Joseph tells us only that God is able to interpret or to bring about things anyway. So our Bible tells us it does not pay to be worried about things because with worry we bring to bear, we cannot even make the smallest change of even time. So what other things? Like this is the point that I'm making here and hear what I'm saying. We can't change anything. And I pray that this brings some clarification to you. 
because I've been there and I've struggled with this and I've dealt with this and over and over and over again, the concerns, the worries, the struggles, the, the heart breaking confusion that comes with this life because we forget something. But see, Joseph, uh, then it goes in and tells the dreams and, and we, we could spend some time on them. We could go through them and, and we could talk about these things. But you first start with the chief butler and he tells his dream to Joseph and says, in my dream, behold, a vine. And in the vine were three branches and it was though it budded and, and the blossoms shot forth and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. The Pharaoh's cup was in my hand and I took the grapes, pressed them into Pharaoh's cup and gave the cup to Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said to him, this is the interpretation. Three branches are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head, restore thee unto thy place, and thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand and the former manner whence thou was butler. But think on me when it shall be well with thee and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me and, and, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh. See, we're getting into the meat of the story. We know this story. I'm, I'm just recapping the scripture for you here. It says, for indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews and here also I have done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I I was also in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head, and in the uppermost basket was all manner of baked meats for Pharaoh. The birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head off of thee, and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. So what it comes down to is, He's telling both of these men, one will be cleared of all charges while the other will die. It says, and I took my grapes and I pressed them into Pharaoh's cup. See, we can see that some of these anciently uh, referred to as wine could be simply squeezed grape juice without fermentation. I'm not getting into the argument there. He says he put, he pressed them into the cup and he handed the cup to Pharaoh. But the cupbearer took the bunch, pressed the juice into the cup, and instantly delivered it into the hands of the master. You and I do likewise today with all the days of our lives. We serve one of two possible masters, the eternal loving God or the deceiver, the, the prince of the present age. See, I pray that you take and make this decision once and for all. The world may tell you that there are several ways to peel an orange, but there are only one way. And there's only one way in the end, God's way, which leads to eternal life. The other ways, all of them, lead to Satan's destruction and eternal damnation. So you've got the three branches, three days. The three branches signify three days, and it's the same in both dreams. And after interpreting the good fortune of the first servant, Joseph asks that he make mention of him unto Pharaoh. See, you might suppose that this didn't even need to be asked. But remember, these servants came from prominent families and positions. And upon being restored, it is hard to remember the ones who helped you in the day of affliction. 
And then he says, for indeed, I have been stolen. What does he mean? I have been stolen. Most assuredly, I was stolen, right? Now, he also says he's done nothing. Now, these were simple, true assertions into the proof of which he was ready to enter if he were called upon. But the second servant or servant didn't get the same news. He didn't get the gospel. He didn't get the good news. See, the good news was exactly what he needed as he learned, lift up thy head from off thee. Thus we find that beheading, hanging in, uh, well, those were modes of punishment among the ancient Egyptians. But how do you think he felt? Do you think you ran around for a second opinion? I mean, we often do likewise. When God gives us a clear indication of the direction he asks for us to take, many often seek a second opinion. And when they do, who do you think answers their questions? See, God calls each and every one of us to a special walk with him. Some as servants, some as helpers, some as teachers, some as servant leaders. One thing that we who are called of God need to know is that God is not and never has been wrong with anything he has done. Our lack of understanding of God's good and perfect will does not change the character of God. See, God is light in him is no darkness. So what's the conclusion here? Well, the scripture goes on in the next three verses and says on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, he made a feast for all the servants, lifted up the head of the chief baker among his servants. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position. And uh, he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand, but he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. See, God's interpretation given to Joseph was proven at Pharaoh's birthday. And it appears that the birthday party was a very ancient custom. Pharaoh brings his servants before him. He lifts up the head of the chief butler. And no more is meant than they were to be tried. The issue of the trial was the baker alone was found guilty and hanged. And the butler being acquitted was restored to his office. Now, as Often is the case of people who believe in themselves and not God. We see, did not the chief butler remember Joseph? No, he didn't. Had he mentioned the circumstances to Pharaoh, Joseph may have been released. What was God's will? So my question, do you find when you find yourself in a difficult situation, is this something that you ask? What is God's will in this? Why am I here? Why am I struggling? Why did they not remember me? Why did they not help me out of this circumstance? For whatever reason, he was left for two years in prison. See, Joseph, following God's call, is meant to be in prison for the next two years. He has to be. I mean, he's following everything that God has led him to do. He's interpreted their dreams through the the knowledge of God giving it to him but the cupbearer didn't remember him not during this time so for whatever reason he was left for two years longer in prison so what will the call of God on your life call you to endure 
What will he call you to strive through for the next two years? What will he call you to struggle with? We've been talking a lot about calls. We've talked a lot about Joseph. Have you felt the call of God for direction in your life? Of course, the first thing required is putting God first in your life. And and Joseph is showing that with his walk. But see, a crucial step in being able to put God first in your life is to ask God into your heart. It takes us back to Matthew chapter 11 when Jesus says, Come unto me, all who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. It's the idea that we are being invited in by the one who can and will do something about it. He tells us to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow. What does he mean by that? Well, it might mean that we spend two more years in prison. Maybe it's a prison that's not of your own making. Whatever the case might be, hear this today if you hear nothing else. Are you pursuing God's will for your life? And if so, are you willing to do what he calls you to do? Even if it means that it's not going to be the answer that you hoped for. See, Joseph hoped to be released. Joseph hoped that he might be able to come out. But he was able to interpret the dreams through what God had shown him. Joseph was looking through the eyes of God. He was spiritually looking at things. Joseph was seeking to do the will of God. And in doing the will of God, Joseph had found himself imprisoned. And even when he saw his opportunity to come out, he tells the cupbearer, he tells the baker of the dreams. He enlightens them on the things that are there. And he says, remember me when this takes place. For two years, he's now still in prison, knowing that the cupbearer forgot. The cupbearer didn't say anything about the man who interpreted his dream. Now, as we know the story, and we will see later on, two years will pass, Pharaoh will have a dream, and then the cupbearer will remember. But are you willing to wait two years for what God may have for you? Are you willing to do the will of God and strive to stay in his will, regardless of what it might mean, regardless of what imprisonment you might find yourself in? It's a question we all need to ask today. But it starts with full surrender. Because I can answer it for you today and tell you this. You are not willing to follow God unless you are willing to step out and fully surrender to him today. The first crucial step is to put God first in your life by giving God full reign of your heart. I encourage you to keep that focus today. I encourage you to keep your mind focused on him today. And I encourage you, if you have a decision to make, make it. Take that first step, putting God first in your life. Let's close in prayer. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to hear your word today. We thank you, Lord, that you have used so many stories of the life of Joseph to show us the life that we can have.
So God, I pray that today you would be glorified in our lives. Help us, Lord, to remain focused on you, to do what you'd have us to do, and to see our future through your eyes. Lord, if there's a decision that needs to be made, then I pray that you would guide us to make it, that, Lord, our hearts would be in your hands, that we would surrender fully to you. I pray that you would go with us, lead us, and direct us today, Lord. Show us your glory in a mighty way. We pray this in the holy, precious, and wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our services here on the Newland Christian Church Daily Devotional Podcast. This is our weekend service. You are welcome to join us. We have Sunday school at 10 a.m., service at 11 on Sunday mornings. Sunday evenings we meet at 6 p.m. And on Wednesday evenings we meet at 6 p.m. Every service is also streamed live on our Facebook page. You can get more information about Newland Christian Church at newlandchristianchurch.com or at facebook.com slash newlandchristianchurch. Hope you have a blessed day in the Lord.